I was talking to uh, one of my new um, co-workers. One of your new co-workers? That seems vague. He, well, he was talking to me about the stew, and I was like, bro, don't talk about the stew to me. I only want to hear about how long gone, bro. <laughs> don't talk about his little old shit. So one of your one of your new co-workers is, is a vintage TJ stan it, that's what it sounds like and i was like the work that he that he did in the podcasting space yeah, yeah um, he's, and the culinary market yeah he's not familiar with your dj career or at least he um didn't talk about that Hasn't led that on yeah he didn't he, i'm sure he's aware of it obviously he's aware he's aware but he wasn't he wasn't really there with me and gestaffelstein <laughs> you know what i'm saying but he was yeah he really was he was really complimentary about the stew and i'm like bitch i'm standing right here like let's talk about chris i've got an idea we could i don't know talk about me for one second <laughs> what's up with what's up with you over there before i suffocate what's up with you over there what, what up with me over here great question i got three beverages today let's go i got my ladder i got my ladder vegan greens shout outs to ladder we're more on that in a minute i also have a <laughs> house made turkey <laughs> broth oh, turkey broth it's like chicken broth but made out of turkey instead it's not that hard to wrap your head around you can't mix broth with other beverages that's fucking crazy and i don't and then lastly a nice a nice coffee i just had a i just actually um i'm once again in the in the high rise today and i went down to to fetch a coffee and there was a a fredo on the menu because the coffee shop here is is greek owned so you're, you're the offices that you're being so elusive <laughs> about just steps away from ald that's pretty cool man no, it's a different. so you're right in in the hood uh, by mulberry and stuff no it's a different it's a different location actually it's a different brand of coffee shop one that i've never heard of um but they mm. they offer the same drink because luckily the greek people own that not just ald it, it's a cultural thing oh okay so greek people invented it ald perfected it like so many other things in the fashion space. Yeah, exactly. Like Nas invented it, ALD perfected it. Yeah, good artists borrow, great artists steal. That's what they say, right? I've heard that before. And that's why ALD is doing so great. I've heard that before, yeah. I've heard that before. I, I, don't, subscri- I don't subscribe to that because I don't think anything is original. I've been thinking about stealing pretty pretty, pretty soon. What do you think? What, what, who would you steal from? I, I think you've, you've already stolen your swag from Pau Gasol. I think it's, it's, a, little, it's a little bit... Uh, <laughs> he got no swag. The only swa- swag that we share is, is DNA related. There's no actual <laughs> sauce well there's I, no matriciana being slurred around the pan speaking of sauce though we should talk about the the big breakup last night that took the internet by storm that you did not have anything to do with at all right no i didn't i mean i look they you see <laughs> camila cabela and sean mendez broke up on their own you had no meddling in the matters whatsoever right is that what the stance that we're going with no i mean sean and i talk but it's like our shirts are on it's not like a weird it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like a weird thing you know no no because it's like he doesn't have a lot of people that he can connect with on his level <laughs> exactly. of fame because exactly. Exactly. When you're that balling, everyone around, I don't know, just me personally speaking, they can be like snakes. No, man. It's its hard to find real friends in Hollywood, Jason. And you and I both, luckily, we had a nice solid friendship and, and a group of friends before we kind of hit big time mm-hmm. and we're able to maintain those. But, but Sean got famous very young. Even though he got famous, good looking guy, whether or not he is gay or straight, 
at the end of the day, he's human and he needs to be loved just like you, Chris. That's a good point. And, and you know, I think he's probably going to be easier to love because of his abs and how defined they are. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when it's too hot, when the abs is too much, though. I hope all the gay clubs in Miami were playing Wonder, the, the anthem that he created last night. to sell. I have, a, I have a feeling they were probably playing a little more Dolph and a little less <laughs> Sean. Yeah, you think? Uh, in, in memoriam of what had happened. And, of course, I'll be... Adding another Dolph song to the end of this episode won't be the first time, won't be the last time. No, RIP to one of the gods. RIP to the gods. I'm sure we'll get into that mostly with our guest today. <laughs> I'm sure she'll have a lot to say on the matter. I was surprised how, because Cho pointed this out, to, to that the Dolph was 36. I didn't realize he was that old. Sometimes your favorite rappers are a little older. You know, I mean, how old? The, the, the weird part is you look at that and you're like, oh, he's 36. He seems so much younger. But then you look at you know like rick ross where he kind of has like he's got uh he's got an og kind of air to him a queen elizabeth swag that that jack uh <laughs> that, that zach fox said <laughs> this motherfucker better be spitting hear ye hear ye type flow but 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 also like the the weird part is we know if we google rick ross he's going to be like younger than us in like some weird twist of fate yeah no 100 percent. rick ross is probably like 34 you know and and i don't i'm not happy i'm not happy about it How old? no fuck rick ross 45 a little old ass okay so like lil wayne is 39 damn drake is 35 rick ross is 39 45 45 45 so that means that means dolph had a year on drake damn i didn't rick ross is old that rick ross is on some jay-z shit his his fucking beard's gonna go gray he's he's lived a lot of lives Mm -hmm. but um yeah how are you you know dealing with the breakup and everything i mean it's not great but i think that it's better for both sean and camilla cc need a revenge bod right (laughs) yeah she desperately i hate i hate to be (laughs) <laughs> i hate to be a bee in her bonnet i don't want to poo poo on her playa you're a whole <laughs> you're an ice cold bee jason i tell you what uh, yeah i'm an ice cold nasty bitch but i think that i think that but also cc knows and i don't say it to her fucking face okay the thing i always forget run and tell that the thing i forget about her is that she was part of one of my favorite songs of all time called work from home oh yeah featuring a few other ladies yeah what's the group called why can't i think of the group work from i googled work from home and it's just a bunch of job offerings <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really think that one. Oh, that's fifth harmony cuz come on bro. fifth harmony work from home was a classic chris equinox gym anthem in the in the airpods that's a great yeah, song. whenever you have whenever you have featuring dollar sign whenever you have uh yeah i'm wearing about nothing i ain't wearing nada i ain't sitting pretty but you know i gotta you know these lyrics but like whenever you have a group like that that's like obviously like orchestrated and put together by a, a room full of white ceos at at some air you know capital records type shit there's always going to inevitably the, be the one person that shoots out and turns into the the solo person and then everyone else is left to sort of Don Richards out mm-hmm. in the world, right? Or, you know, Kelly Rowland out. Every, you know, every six months I, I get a new, you know, update from the fader being like Don Richards reinvents herself and she's wearing some ugly ass <laughs> clothes and has a song with no chorus in it produced by Arca, you know, and I'm just like, I don't like, like no one needs, no one needs this from you, Don. Like, no, some people need it. 748 people need it. <laughs> need. And that, hopefully that's enough to, you know, have her 
be able to enjoy her life, create art that she wants to create and not something that she doesn't want to create. No, you're right. I'd like to big up Dion, but also, yeah, you're right about everything that you just said as well. <laughs> I would like to I would like to wish Camille best of luck and um we all know that Sean is going to have a much more successful career, but that doesn't mean that you can't make a little scratch. Why why is Sean going to have a successful career? Because Sean's already like three times as big as her. Sean's arguably one of the biggest pop stars in the world. I think your Mendez pilled a little too much. You might you might have a biased opinion on the matter. I mean, I'm I have a biased opinion on the matter, but I also think his songs actually slizz out. So, you know, I can't. What can uh-huh. I say? I'm just being I'm, just I'm not being biased. Really I just think that all of his songs slap <laughs> and I'm a big, massive fan, but I'm not biased. No, I'm not biased. OK, Sean Mendez. Insta. Let me see here. Sean Mendez, Instagram, 65 million followers. Camila Cabello, Instagram, 59 million followers. So it's not 3X. It's very close. It's neck e neck. I speak a little Spanish. I don't. I'm not judging. I'm not going to judge these two um, incredible artists on their Instagram following. Jason, I see things a little bit bigger than that. I'm looking at it more from a top down perspective of talent, looks. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, Camila, she (laughs) just posted within the last day, 23 hours ago, a picture of her. Seemingly in workout attire, looking to the left, to the left, the ca- the caption is sweat niche. So she already got the memo. She knows. That it's time for a bounce back revenge bod. Yeah, she's probably moving into the, she's moving into the Equinox Hotel right now for their partnership they just signed. And she's just going to kind of do two a days there. Uh, maybe Joe Holder actually has already signed up to train her. Who knows? Joe Holder's like, all right. Look, Shorty, you got to put down those plantains, though. You did. <laughs> ah, not the Plata knows again. Poppy, no, Poppy, no. That's the second podcast in a row where I did a no Poppy impression. I'm, I'm very proud of myself right now. But yeah, Camila, we're, we got to go gluten free tostones until until no further notice mm-hmm. so let's bring our guest on today i'm ready to pod with camille you know not camilla camille you know camille Cherrier from instagram she's got an incredible amount of followers almost almost as many as sean mendez <laughs> <laughs> all right chris so why don't we give um give cc the other cc mm-hmm. a little zoomy she you know she recently had a little hens weekend that i hope to get into you know, we, she's got a marriage, uh, I guess yeah, you could call it a wedding. She's got an marriage. impending, you know, we got to see what's going on with the pre-ceremony jitters. You know, where is she? Is she registered at Herod's? What's going to happen? <laughs> All this so, and more, we'll find out um, in just a few short moments. Now it's time to pay some bills with a little word from our sponsors. <laughs> okay. Well, you were you were just saying that you were listening to some music that you listen to when you're perhaps writing or you need to concentrate on something can you let us know what that type of music is classic fm it has to be music with no lyrics no no one singing because i get distracted that easily <laughs> no i'm the, I'm the same way so classical music and nothing with a oh and i can't say the word in english clevson oh i can't remember it's like it's like a piano but you know the, it's like more medieval find that yes, so yes, annoying yes yeah just so annoying. annoying yeah so you need a more more of a soothing tone yeah like a tchaikovsky maybe like a puccini maybe like some verdi like anything that's mm-hmm. classic and easy but then also the good thing about classic fm is they also have um the movie classics oh yeah you know like hans Zimmer, like all the john williams all of that i think that's also it's quite invigorating you know when you're watching mm-hmm. quite dramatic it makes you feel like you're listening to the 
soundtrack to your own life. <laughs> that's that's what I do when I'm driving in when I'm driving in L.A. It's the same thing. It makes you feel like you're in a movie when you've got the classical on the hi-fi, you know, and you're you're driving down Sunset at night. It it sets the tone in the way I'm looking for. It sets the tone exactly. What do you do? You are you a low light? Like are you what kind of candle you have burning? during this during during these <laughs> you know these what sessions. i got gifted what's your lighting story yeah what's your lighting story i got gifted a candle this week and it's one of the best i've ever received it's celine and it's new it's called palimpest no palimpsest i don't even know what that means incest no <laughs> celine's uh, celine's going in a new direction <laughs> i can't even okay, say okay. it what is the what are the top what are the top notes camille it's quite sweet it doesn't say anything i'm not very good with scent the thing to know about me is because i grew up in france i grew up learn i grew up speaking english but i grew up um i didn't learn english at school so i cannot say any proper noun or any new word without making a mistake. <laughs> So unless I've unless I've heard it before, it will probably be absolute nonsense. Oh, don't worry, don't feel bad. We don't know how to speak French at all, so you're already. In <laughs> Jason the lead. can speak kitchen level Spanish because he grew up in California, so it's not. We don't. Yeah, we're on a lower level than you. Kitchen level Spanish. That's, yeah, That's I'm so intrigued. Word. What is kitchen level? You mean you can order? You can order desserts? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, he can. It, me- it means that I learned Spanish through food words first. Yeah. Got it. But that's, you know, that's how I learned, you know, French words as well. I didn't know you knew any French words. Yeah, what's your kitchen level French vocab like? Should I start testing you? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, coco vin. <laughs> Good. Patisserie. Croissant. It's all food. I get it. Okay. Yeah, it's all food. It's all food. food. We were talking before you got on, Camille, that we had been we'd been following your hen's weekend journey on your Instagram account. How's your hangover going? <laughs> I feel, to, to be honest, I feel okay today. I was laughing a lot because um, someone from um, the Times interviewed me um, about the world having reopened and people finally going out and gathering and partying together again. <laughs> and I gave this quote that I never thought would be tied into the hen because it was more to do with, you know, why do you dress up? What do you like doing? You know, what's your advice for the Christmas season? And they, they linked it to my hen saying, Cammy says only have one big night. And it's so ironic because I did. I only went out on the Friday. On Saturday, I said, people, guys, I only do one night. That's just my, that's my way of handling it. Cause I can't handle a hangover on Monday. So I can only go out on a Friday. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. You, you, you do one night, like the next day, you're not even going to be in the mood to go get bottle service all over again when you have a splitting <laughs> hangover, you know? No, I was still, I was still up and dancing. I was just not drinking because I feel like if you drink, then the next day you suffer. Whereas if you just move around and don't drink, it's fine. Then this is, this is good advice. So you're saying you can go hard one night and then the next night you just have to move your body. Yes. Very important to move. Lots of water and lots of moving. Let's say you have some mild depression and you need alcohol to dance. Do you have any tips on how to dance without being drunk? Without being drunk? Mm -hmm. Just a different drug, cocaine? (laughs) You know what? Like moving to England has been a bit of a, it's been a learning curve because I was never, ever exposed to drugs when I was in France growing up, ever. What? Really? Never offered it, never seen it. And I moved to London when I was 25. And it was such a culture shock. You cannot even imagine. It's, it's taken me a, like a long time to sort of understand how to navigate. And it has made me quite, um, difficult about, because me and my boyfriend who are getting married, he's French and he's, he's fallen in love with England in the same way that I have. Cause the drugs are better. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> no, the people, the people are better. The people are better. <gasps> but you know what? You know what? Um, 
I would never, this sounds dramatic, but I would just never bring up kids here. I just wouldn't want my kids to grow up in this environment. I just think there's too much too soon. And I'm just, I was so happy with the way that I kind of avoided all of that because by the time I got here, I was already a fully formed adult. I mean, I've also never smoked a cigarette. Wait, I'm what? I'm not saying here that I have no vices. I'm the only French person that has never smoked cigarette or weed ever. That's very impressive. Yeah. And it's, um, I was such a geek when I was growing up. You don't understand. Like I really, I also thought it was cool to do things differently. <laughs> it is cool to do things differently, but not, not as much as when, when you're a kid, when you're an adult. Yes. Yeah. No. And I think it, it kind of, it's kind of saved me, but. I don't know, like maybe, maybe never say never. <laughs> I just, there's something I, I love. I love everything about England. I, you know what? Every time that we talk about moving home, because it would make sense to go back to Paris, you know, the city is smaller. The weather, the weather's a bit better. The food is better. The architecture is beautiful. It's a magical city. Mm-hmm. Uh, the culture is amazing. Fashion is amazing. Cinema is amazing. You know, it really is a, quite a, outstanding place you know you've got all your bases covered but then you've got the people <laughs> yeah the only problem is everyone there is a fucking cunt right? and i don't want to be mean because like i am french as well so i'm allowed to say it but i get into <laughs> fights when i'm in france like who are you getting in a fight does somebody step on your sax pots and you have to yell at them like what are you getting in exactly a fight what it is. no it's, it's you know like <laughs> people basically are so aggressive and they want to argue with you about anything and it's the completely opposite it's a complete opposite culture to here mm-hmm. where people want to like you want to chat you know like you're in a taxi and the taxi driver is telling you all about how his daughter had an operation because like she can't have kids and you're having mm. this like <laughs> surreal really deep conversation about women's periods with your taxi driver which <laughs> happened to me last month and was honestly one of my highlights and i remember coming out of the, the cab thinking this is why i live here mm-hmm. this it was this glaswegian um, no, he was from Edinburgh. Sorry, he would be so cross with me for saying that. Hopefully he doesn't listen. It was this guy from Edinburgh who had been on the job for 45 years. And he says he was quitting because of COVID because it's just too complicated now. And he was explaining to me like what it has been like to be a taxi driver. And then we got into like lots of other things. And we just ended up having this just incredible conversation. And it, you know what? Things like that make it make the city worthwhile because it is it's too expensive it's too big the weather i'm not even going to mention the weather the weather we just try and ignore i want to i want to talk about the weather because you know i'm coming to london actually on sunday yeah oh are you i wanted to get some yeah i wanted to get some packing advice from you you know what i mean just because you know i I don't advice well i'm coming from so i i i I left my apartment in LA and I'm in New York for a week and, and and then I'm going to London. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of, it's a hodgepodge of stuff, but you know, is it, is it raining? Is it cold or is it just, you know, that suicide gray? We're actually, we're lucky at the moment. It's quite sunny, but you know, the weather's always changing here. You know what? Like if you're ever stuck with anything, just mention the weather. The Brits love to talk (laughs) about the weather. (laughs) It's like, it's like in a sense sensibility, you know, like they say, they says like, if you don't know what to say, just talk about the weather. God. Well, in over here in, in cursed America, America, all people want to talk about is streaming television. I don't know which one is worse or better. Basically, people of our age, I think you're you're probably younger than us, but in a similar age group, you know, we've gotten to this point in our lives where every discussion we talked about this on a couple of shows, but every discussion devolves into like what you're watching on Hulu. You're at a dinner party, you're hanging out with friends or whatever. So you mean it is, like and then Squid like, Games or Made? Are you which exactly, one? Are you? Yeah, exactly, okay, got, got exactly, exactly. And once everyone is like, well, I don't know what to talk about anymore. My life or my family is is uneventful. 
have you guys seen Squid Game? Oh my God, I love Squid Game. It's crazy, right? It's a crazy show. And then everyone just waits until they go home and will look at their phone again. But again, not to not to toot England's horn. Like they're so ahead of the game when it comes to television, I think. Everything that comes out of Britain. Well, Bake Off, of course. <laughs> no, you've got I May Destroy You. You've got... Um, um, oh yeah, that's good. Uh, what's the one Phoebe Waller-Bridge did? Fleabag. Indus- industry, Fleabag. Have you, seen, have you seen one called Adult Material about the porn industry? It's insane. It's four episodes. Oh, see, it's happening to us right now, Camille. We're doing it yeah, right now. I'm We've devolved the combo. I'm just promoting my adoptive country. No, I was about to say, I feel, I'm feel i feeling like you maybe have like a monocle-style deal with the tourism board of England or something. It's feeling <laughs> it's feeling a little inside baseball to me. I don't I don't know. I, I'm going to... We'll check <laughs> on this. You don't trust later. anything I'm saying. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean... I, I, it, it's more in, inside cricket, Chris. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I, uh, I think that the British are known for TV and but more so music in my mind. I don't really think about British television, but I guess those shows are all hits. Yeah, I think to me they're more than hits. They're moving the conversation forward. Like I think they're not just mm-hmm. shows. They're like you're seeing things that is completely changing the narrative and like questioning the system. And I don't think you see that that often. You, I think the US does it as well a bit, but you don't see that in France, for instance. No, I remember being a youngster and watching, you know, Skins on tv and being like wow this is not happening in america yeah you know, they're talking openly about sex and yeah. violence and all these things exactly. in a positive way it was cool to see one of my friends is in that was in that he still has got hordes of fans seb oh i'm sure seb d'souza shout out <laughs> <laughs> shout out seb <laughs> you had to pick the most british name possible for that friend too i like that i like that Cute. so you're not watching great british bake-off camille um no i my guilty secret is um trash reality tv unfortunately well so you're you're watching let's talk about real housewives of salt lake city then no i haven't watched salt lake city my two um, my two ones are, i've only allowed myself two <laughs> because it's it's mm-hmm. quite bad how addicted i get but um it's new york and beverly hills obviously obviously yeah beverly hills is 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 not the original but it's close you know it's not oc but it's pretty good and the thing i talk about this a lot is that they're act they're like actually rich yeah you know some of these women they're not actually rich it doesn't it doesn't feel real beverly hill beverly hills yeah, i know what beverly you're hills they're actually rich so it's like well it, and, and and more than that the drama that's unfolded this season is just so it's fascinating you've got this <laughs> You know, this, this lawyer, Tom Girardi, who like is the guy who won the Erin Brockovich case mm. and who now has been like convicted of embezzling all this money to like fund his wife's career. It's, and you're watching everything happen in live in real time. You're like, how on earth have they allowed this to be on television? There was a great, <laughs> there was a great New York Times story about that. Like this is like the pinnacle of reality TV because it's like true crime, you know, mixed it's with reality, yeah. mixed with reality and it's all happening in real time. Like the, the lawsuit is happening on the show while it's, it's crazy. It really is. It, it really is pretty crazy. Has anyone, has anyone approached you, Camille, to be on any, any type of reality television yet? Yeah. I was offered the one, once something. I can't remember what it was for. Made in Chelsea. Which which season of Love Island was it? Nah, lo- lol. I, I don't have enough. My implants are not um, not bouncy enough for that. Not bouncy enough. Um, no, I um, I got approached about something that I think it was to do with fashion, but um, but no, we turned it down. It would be a disaster. I have no filter. That's why they want. That's that's why they want you. That's probably why they want me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Disaster is good, if you ask me. Trainwreck city. Okay, so you so you just had the hens the hens weekend or the hens night, I should say. Yeah, the hens night. There was no like crossing the streams where where the where the fellas are sort of around a little bit, or was it only only oh, the hens? Oh, that, well, that's a good that's a good story for you. We actually ran into one of my boyfriend's ushers in Germany, and we stole him and kept him all night with us. And he was actually with the last man standing, which is quite impressive because he's got my boyfriend stag this weekend. <laughs> so why did you guys want to keep this guy around? Was he just paying for stuff? No, are you joking? <laughs> We're all working girls. We don't need like a guy to pay for our... No, I'm not saying you need to, but you know, if he's offering. No, 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 nothing like that. Just good to have like some, I like, you know, when the energy is like, I like like there being like both female and male energy. It just creates more of a mm. just creates more tension. It's not. It, it, I mean, and I'm obviously getting married, so I don't mind. But it's nice for my friends that there's a hot guy around. Yeah, yeah, something to stare at when you're on your 14th tequila shot. <laughs> exactly. And you're, exactly. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So you like tension? Yeah, I'm French. Of course, I like. Tension. <laughs> I'm so dramatic. I listen. I listen to. I listen to to opera in the morning when I wake up. You know, I need to feel like the drama is always here you know i gotta say you have all the makings of a great cocaine <laughs> user just moving forward oh thank you thank you so much i'm just saying don't sleep on it it's the only drug that i really despise i hate what it does to people i really really i cannot i cannot say one good thing about it and growing up growing up here there are a lot of my friends that are in the program that are na and i see what it does to people and it really like yeah. it's not yeah it's not a nice drug yeah no, no i agree why I agree. did you choose berlin because that's my least favorite city in the world i think oh it's my favorite because i wanted to go club it <laughs> the plan was to get the, cl- the plan was to get into Bergheim, mm-hmm. which we didn't get into because of my big mouth. Okay, what? How did you <laughs> yeah, not yeah. get in, into, into so Bergheim? My friend, my, friend, my friend Nina Kravitz, who's a DJ, was so sweet and emailed them to get us on the list, which is pretty much unheard of because they don't really allow people to be put on the list. The list unless and you, you had Nina, Nina Kravitz was your plug and you still couldn't get in? That's kind of <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah, and so we got there. We got there with eight girls. Like, we all looked a bit too sexy, you know, like... No, I think the problem is at Bergheim, you guys were too hot. No, no, listen. <laughs> listen what happened. So we, like, get there. Like, the guy is like... I've been before, so, like, I know what it's like. Like, it's... The guy is, like, being a little bit difficult, but not too much. I'm like, just, like, you know, like... When someone makes a joke, they say, how many are you? I say eight. Someone in the back of like my friends goes like, no, it's 16. Actually, it makes them laugh. We're like, okay, we've got this. We've got this. They continue asking us a few questions. And then the guy goes, okay, like there's a Q, Q, um, QR code. There's a QR code on the wall. Please everybody scan it with your phone. And I go, wait, I thought like, this is a club. Like, what if our phone was dead or we didn't have a phone? And he goes, okay, you can like, (laughs) not tonight, ladies. Oh no. I mean that's a good that's a good question. I didn't why why do I need a cell phone well, to yeah, go dancing? Yeah, it's like it's like the most like underground it's like like counterculture and it's a place where you go to like forget like yourself and who you are and mm-hmm. I just think it's so sad that now to get into this club you need a fucking iPhone so that you can scan a fucking I don't know I it really bothered me. I stand with you. No, I stand I agree with you 100% actually. No, so 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 I was so then they were like you, could, you guys you can try again tomorrow. I was like, well I'm only one night so that's me done. <laughs> <laughs> and so what happened after and this is um you can you can tell that I realized that I'd massively fucked up. Um we then decided to go to Sisyphus because I'd never been. 
So we were like, okay, let's go to, let's go to City Force. And we arrived in front and there was a three hour queue in front. Three hour. I'm not, that's not exaggerating. Jesus. So I'm like, so I run up to the front and I like make friends with someone and I'm like, can we come through with you? Like, she was like, you can come with me, but there's at least another hour to wait. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, we'll do it. And I was like, you know, like so shook from like what just happened to me. I was like, I'll wait. I won't say a word. I'll just wait. (laughs) We waited in the freezing cold between 3 and 4.30 a.m., oh, like, just waiting oh there with no drink, nothing, like, just waiting to get into the club. And it was so cute because, like, it, I was with, like, two of my English friends. One of them, like, has two kids and barely drinks at all, ever. And she was like, no, no, I'm staying with you. We're going to get in. Well, that's, a, that's a good <laughs> we friend. We did get in, and it was amazing. I, j- I just love clubbing in Berlin. And to answer your question, another reason to go to Berlin is because you don't get guys don't come up and like bother you. Like you can be with a huge group of girls and it's just a completely different way of enjoying the night. Everyone in Germany is gay, even the straight guys. Yeah. No, don't be rude. <laughs> yeah, straight don't guys be are rude. Gay. Not because like everybody's like not an American, like, you know, throwing themselves at each other. It's, there's just an, it's a different it's way. It's a culture. It's just different culturally. No, different. I agree. I agree. It's more free and open. There's no, there's no creepy weird Whereas vibes the, going the, on. the French will, the French will talk to your girlfriend oh, while you're worst. making out oh, with my her. God. The French will like, the French will like stick their tongue in your mouth when you're snogging someone else. The out. first so, time, like, the first time I went dude. to France with a girl, I was like, are these guys serious? Like, I, I don't and i'm a pretty big guy you know you can't tell obviously right now but you know mm-hmm. i feel like i'm intimidating in some situations but these fucking teenagers were playing grab ass they didn't care maybe i follow you to your car in italy they undress you with their eyes it's it's it's, it's a completely different situation no but I, I i the thing i missed the most when i was in lockdown when we were in lockdown it wasn't just me. <laughs> <laughs> um um was dancing and listening to live music listening to music that you don't go and look for yourself that someone plays for you that you don't have control over and discovering new things so it was i really 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 missed that so that's also why i wanted to go to to germany okay so does that mean you're a you're a techno listener yeah i love oh uh i love every kind of music except for um i really don't like reggae (laughs) Because I'm not a stoner. Yeah, it's it's tough to listen to reggae unless you're like literally yeah. on the beach. Yeah, even that, I don't like it. Drinking drinking a drink out of don't a coconut like and stoned no. off your ass. Then reggae is good for a couple hours. Yeah, Otherwise, not, a little not, snoozer. It's not my thing. I can't do techno, so I guess I'm the odd man out. It's really, it's truly the genre that I don't understand. But I also don't dance because I don't think men should dance. Oh, come on. Chris, Dan- Chris, you you have to know that dancing is how you get to have sex with hot women. <laughs> I mean, I think there's... Well, I hope that's not true because my boyfriend cannot dance. <laughs> See, he knows. No, but I'm saying if, you, if you're a guy, you could... People are impressed by the dancing. It's like no, no, you're confident listen. with yourself. You're showing how you move your body. People are attracted no, to people who no. dance. Camille knows she, she, if a guy's dancing too well, it's like that's a lot. That's too much. <laughs> that's too much. I agree. No, no, no. That's like I, 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 yeah. But my dream is to go on Strictly Come Boxing. That's my that's my long term goal. So you consider yourself to be a great dancer then? I don't know if I'm great, but I absolutely love it. That's all that matters. If you're having fun, then everybody's having fun. I'm not very, I'm not very, I'm not very coordinated, but I, I, um, no, but it's because my dream is to learn how to quick step. And when am I ever going to learn? It's so hard. Okay. What exactly is quick step for our listeners at home? So it's one of, it's one of the five, I think it's five. There are five ballroom dances. One is like tango, quick step, waltz, Fox trot and 
ugh, the, no, it's right. Like the so all the okay, I, okay, I know what quick step. It's one means. of them. It's the one that they always do in the Fred Astaire movies, where they, it goes quick and far, quick and slow. It's my, it's my favorite. Okay, so I thought it was like some type of like drum and bass, like raver <laughs> dance or something. But this no, is no, no. The, you're talking about the no, original no, no. ballroom quick stepping. Yeah, like Fred Astaire, and they're jumping up in the air sometimes, doing some exactly. Twirls. Yeah, that's the one. Have you seen the film Shall We Dance with Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow! Yeah, Google it. I'm, Google I'm it. I can it. hear you. you. You hear me clicking it's away. Got Rich, it's got Susan Sarandon, Richard Gere. 2004's "Shall We Dance?" with a question mark. Yes. Yeah, you can watch it. How did J? I will teach you about. Damn, J Lo's ass is looking good in "Shall We Dance?" Yeah, she looks. She's amazing. How is J Lo? How is J Lo in a movie with Richard Gere and Susan Sarandon? That's pretty wild. No, this is a. Cr- I've never, and it's a comedy as well. Not a bad word can be said about J-Lo in front of me. All right. I'm going to put on my pajamas, light, light up the fireplace, <laughs> smoke a lot of marijuana, <laughs> and, and eat, eat a Sunday roast and watch Shall We Dance. What a night. Perfect. Mm. Getting ready for England. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that sounds like a twisted flick. That, did you discover that on a plane or did you seek that out? That's the real question. No, I, I, I actually I looked, I went looking for that. I'm a sucker for a rom-com. No, Chris, that's just like like my girlfriend and Chris's girlfriend. I'm sure they have watched this movie 500 times. And there's 500 other movies just like this that we guys have never heard of, even though they're starring these A-list actors and actresses. This, it's just a different network, you know? It's true. Camille, let's talk about clothes. <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> so you've mentioned you mentioned before that you like clothes that are you know a little more worn, a little more patina to them versus just a brand new regular... And, and, and yeah. Chris and I sort of are in agree. We agree on that, right, Chris? Yeah, we do. We- I've got the perfect. I've got the perfect metaphor for that. You know, when okay. like people who like not used to buying things very often decide to keep the the plastic cover on the couch not to damage mm-hmm. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's what new clothes look like when they haven't been worn. Like, especially, I think I shouldn't mm-hmm. like I shouldn't diss my own people, but I think in influencer culture, there's this like trend to like look like something is fresh out the box you know everything is so perfect for the picture yes and i just think that just looks like completely fake it's just, who wears clothes that like always look new like that no one I, and if you do i'm sorry but you've got a problem because you shouldn't be you shouldn't be you shouldn't own so much things that you're always wearing new things you know this as an influencer you got to leave it perfect in the box untouched <laughs> the the chanel wrapping paper is just you wear gloves to do it because as soon as you post it you're going to go sell it on the real real yeah well exactly, exactly. <laughs> or your quote-unquote assistant is yeah that's yeah it. and then you have to and then you have to spend hours on the phone to your accountant because you actually have to you'd be taxed on that shit yeah i want to <laughs> yesterday Nightmare. Nobody said nobody said influencing was easy, Camille. I want I want somebody to I want somebody to release the numbers of how much your additional income is per year from selling shit because e- even I do pretty All well. All right, next I question, moving on, <laughs> moving on. Nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I, I but, agree. But with I you. agree with we yeah, we both agree with you, but where do you stand um there's a you know the television show Curb Your Enthusiasm? Have you heard of that? Yeah, I've heard of that. Okay, so there's a recent episode where they were talking about this, but specifically with with bath towels. Okay. And and Larry David, the main character, said he likes his towels to be 10 years old, well-worn. He'll buy a new towel and he'll beat it with rocks in his backyard. Cute. So then, you know, once you have that, that older towel that's been washed 100 times, it's more absorbent. And a new towel, it looks better, but you're just smearing the water around. Oh, it's so true. This. It's true. It, like it, it, the water, like just yeah, it doesn't work properly, does it? It doesn't. Like a duck's 
back. Like a <laughs> like a duck's back. Okay, I'm I'm glad you're in agreement with this because a lot of people are not. I um I've got some new towels recently, and I actually think they're doing a great job. If I'm being honest with you, Jason, I don't mean to call out your theory, but I because I like to get. No- what kind of towels are these, Chris? Yeah, they're frette. <clears throat> they're what? <clears throat> fret? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jason, fret for you. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's what we have on all, in our in our bedroom. We got fret the frette sheets and all that oh my shit. God, your girlfriend's is so chic. First know, of all, right? first of all, Camille, I bought the towels and did you really? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I I love buying. Well, I'm I'm the straight one. <laughs> I love buying high end linens. You know, it's, it makes me feel good. That's his anti drug. I don't, um, I love buying, I mean, I love buying all kinds of stuff, but I don't, I mean, how much? So you're, see, someone like you're getting a lot of clothes sent to you and you probably like some of it, you don't like some of it. So how much shopping are you doing? I don't accept very many gifts at all anymore. Smart. I'm very strict about what, um, comes into the house and not just because I'm, Picky? It's not, no, well, not just picky, but also quite simply, like, first of all, flats in London are tiny, so I don't have any room. But also, mm-hmm. I really think that the more you have, the, the less um, stylish you become. I think people that are really stylish are the people that actually really get to know what they own and, like, they really, like, develop a signature silhouette. You know, if you mm. think of, like, people that have been really famous for their for their sense of, um, of, of style, like people like Karen Bassett Kennedy or Diana or Jane Birkin or I don't know, like Marilyn Manson, whatever. You could take the head off and you'd still know which one I was referring to because they just develop something that's quite unique to them mm-hmm. because it's also got to do with like your personality, your, your body type, where you live in the world, you know, all these things that, and I think Instagram has flattened all of that and just made everybody kind of want to try everything all the time. But, that's just not really how it should be. You know, you should really actually know what you like or you can obviously explore new things. But at the end of the day, like most of us have a closet full of perfectly great clothes. And it's just because we, no, you're right. we're addicted mm-hmm. to like, you know, like buying that, that buzz that you get from wearing something new. And sometimes you need that. You know, if you've got a job interview, if you've got a date, sometimes that little extra vavavoom is going to get you through the, the, the day or the event. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, but you know, what's interesting is that we're finally having all these conversations about how you don't need necessarily to buy something new to like still get that hit. You know, you could also be like swapping things with friends or, you know, like buying, renting something from a rental platform. Although that could be questionable too, because if it's being delivered and dry clean, like it's not even guaranteed that that will be better for the planet. But yeah, we're not. Well, we've un- not got unfortunately, there yet. Jason is is six foot nine and he wears a size seventeen shoes, so we're unable. Six foot nine. What's that in meters? That sounds like how hot, how high my brother is. Um, let me find out. Because it it makes it a problem for us to share clothes, you know, or maybe we, or, or I think we would. Two two meters. Yeah, that's what my brother is. Your brother, your brother sounds hot. He lives in San Francisco. He's he's on your side. Oh, really? What is he? Is he is he a tech guy? Yeah, he's in Silicon Valley making he's making flying cars or something for cruise. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Flying cars. He thinks he thinks I'm a waste of space. He thinks I'm a reality TV star. Okay, are you guys are you guys friends or do you guys have? Yeah, actual no, no, no. Beef? I love him. I love. Him. Okay, no, okay, no, no. okay. He's just he's just quite perplexed with um my life decisions i used to be a lawyer you see so wait you used to be a you used to be you used to be a lawyer yes i used to be a lawyer what before i when i moved to england i was still a lawyer and then i dyed my hair blonde and it all went wrong (laughs) (laughs) blondes do have more fun what is the what what is the what kind of law were you practicing um so i did um european union family law so it was like you know comparing what's going on in france and the uk 
with a specialty in like human rights. So yeah, it was interesting. And you just, one day you were like, nah, fuck this. After you'd done all the college, you'd done all the school. Yeah, I'd done seven years. <laughs> and then basically I moved to London to be with a boyfriend. And I decided to go and work at a hedge fund for a year because if I wanted to practice in England, I would have to do like a conversion course. So two more years. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I can't afford that. I need to be able to pay my rent. I can't, my parents couldn't help me. So I had to figure that on my own. So I was like, it's fine. I'll just go and do something else for a year, something that would add value on my CV. Because, you know, back then we were really thinking a lot more mm-hmm. um, specifically about how you would sell yourself to an employer. I'm sure like a lot of people still have to do that. But I do think it's changed a little bit no, it has. nowadays. No, it has. Mm-hmm. You have to diversify, show your personal exactly. interests. Exactly. And back then it really was like you need to be able to justify every decision you've ever made, which is quite stressful when you're young and you don't really know where you're going with your life. So I was like, great, I'll just go and do finance for you, even though like I've never liked anything to do with like maths or anything like that mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or, or like econ- economics. And it was a disaster. <laughs> I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And I think, I think it's what gave me like the balls to go and do something that I go and figure out basically something that would really make me happy because I figured out you spend so much time at work and unless you're doing something that you really love you're basically going to be really unhappy. Unless you're addicted to making money and you don't care what you do. Yeah, yeah, but even those people are not that happy. Those are those are the ones those are the ones with a cocaine addiction in my experience. <laughs> don't come for me. I, that's why that's why I podcast, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> so true. I that's a very interesting life pivot, but I appreciate it. I think more people, I mean, you know, when I was growing up, I dro- I dropped out of high school and you know, I was basically told your your life is over. You know, you're a loser, nothing's ever going to happen. For for you and i think that attitude has also shifted quite a lot as time has gone on whereas like yeah now you can now you can be on tiktok exactly you can Sorry. yeah you can. you can play video games and buy nfts and make more money than your brother true. who does flying cars true exactly which is fucked up what's your tiktok consumption looking like Kimi? oh my god i love it i think it's so fun i haven't really mastered the art of the tiktok yet i I'm quite sad that I don't, because basically I figured out that like I already waste a lot of time <laughs> on social media and you just, you like, just figured that out. Clubs, clearly. You just figured that out. I figured that out. And I, I look, really my mom to... wastes too much time on social media. She doesn't have a million followers <laughs> like you do. Yeah. But the problem is, is that like it's for something like TikTok, which is super addictive and actually quite good fun. Like if you go onto the app, like I'm laughing, you know, like the things that you're watching, like they're actually really distracting and different. And I love the fact that they're like letting you know, regular people shine out throughout the algorithm, etc. But I mean, I'm a millennial. I'm too old for that. It's like, you know, when, when our parents got on Facebook and we were all like, oh, no, please get off here. And I think <laughs> mm-hmm. that's how Gen Z feels about us, like, you know, flexing our dance moves on there. So yeah, that's I've true. like, I've, 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 done, I've done a few things on there, but it's, yeah, it's, I'm, I've just not mastered it yet. As an older TikToker, you're, you're living in constant fear of being cringe to the youth people, right? <laughs> I don't actually care. It's more that I've decided that I want to use my time in a better way. Because I know how addicted I get to these things. I would literally spend my life trying to like learn dances and doing them for, for an online audience that would not be interested. Nobody <laughs> asked for this dancing. Exactly. Nobody wants to see this. <laughs> this is a bit dark, but I went on there the other night and that's how I found out about Astro World, which oh, yeah. I mean, it's completely surreal to me that I would have to go on that platform to see what was going on in the news. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
I'm not, I, I have actually started to read the news a little bit less this year because like many other people, it was just getting too depressing. Oh, and yeah. I've decided that to keep my, you know, keep my, my energy and my, my mental health kind of afloat. It's just nicer to not dip into like, yeah, of course, just all the dark stuff that they feed us all day long to keep us hooked to that. Well, that is, that is one of the great parts about social media is you can curate where your news comes from and you don't have to see, you know, the, the, the terrible shit. If you don't want but to. I still think it's mental that like you go on a platform like TikTok thinking that you're going to go watch videos of strangers dancing and you end up finding out that lots of people have been crushed at a music festival. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. And, and like you'll see, and then you've got this other phenomenon, which I'm fascinated with, which is kids going on TikTok to talk to cat face to camera about what they think about the event and what's happened. Right, right. Kind right. of like as if they were like, you know, like a news person. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In the hope of going viral so that they get, and like, it's crazy. That's fucking twisted. So you're saying, yeah, that's not crazy. what I want to see. Cause they're like, I'm about to have the best take on this thing. And then I'll be famous for being the guy who talks about tragedies. Yeah. And I, I don't even know if people do it like in a way that's so sort of insidious and, and, mm-hmm. and toxic. But I think. To be honest, like we all, and I'm, I'm the first person in that case, we all want to be visible, you know, like totally. having a presence online now has become such a, an important part of our existence that I get why, like, especially if you were there, you know, like, but imagine the trauma, you know, going on there and telling every, the world about what you've gone through. And that's, that's going to stay up there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're leaving a digital footprint. Who knows who could find that later on? Or I don't know. Like, I just think we're, we're, we've become the guinea pigs for for all of this and it's just interesting slash a little bit scary to see where this is all going to go i mean i i gave up a long time ago i stopped caring i was like if they want my information if they want to track me yeah, by true. all means you know what i mean i'm not yeah. yeah take it like i can't fight that fight i'm gonna lose because i'd rather participate because i get more out of it than i lose it's kind of the yeah. way the way that i look at it and my screen time is like a you know i'm trying to break my own record every week so I, I don't know if you're if you're going up or down right now, but I feel like I feel like your screen time is something to shake a stick at. It's it's terrifying. In fact, the more <laughs> stressed I am, the more I the more of I course. I So we're in wedding we're in wedding countdown mode. Oh my god, it's terrifying as well. Which sounds stressful. I mean so other well well I wanna talk about your wedding. We'll blow some steam off, but other than TikTok, Instagram, whatever, like what else are you doing to when you're when you have anxiety and you're online, like my my partner will look at real estate or shoes or something. Like what do you is there is there like a non social media thing that you like to do online? Uh you know what I've noticed I do when I'm like, you know, when you've gone through all the apps of like, blah, 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 there's one called Time Hop, mm-hmm. which um, tells you what you were doing to the day, you know, one year ago, two years ago, three years ago. And it pulls up everything from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even sometimes like messages and stuff. Whoa. And it's quite, it's quite I'm mental. Good. I'm good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I love it because it, and I, I, I've noticed that I go on it every single day and it's, it's, it's just really crazy to see what you were doing, like, you know, three years ago, four years ago. And it, it, I think it's also a good way to refresh your memory. I feel like what I'm, if I told you, what if I told you I didn't want to refresh my memory? Chris has spent a lot of money in therapy, so he doesn't have to think about this stuff anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we, yeah, exactly. we, uh, we were, I had a joke about this a while ago, like whenever you're looking at your iPhone and it'll, it'll show the memories in your, in your photos, like this day, you know, t- three years ago, you were doing this and it's always, a picture of your ex 
you know, usually, yeah. like, which is just fucked up. Like they, they know, and they're still doing it to stir up these memories. So, so it's very much just like on this day, three boyfriends ago, this is what you were doing before your relationship crumbled. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I find interesting is that I seem to have developed this weird thing where I remember um, events by what I was wearing. <laughs> and, and it's, just, it's quite interesting because now I'm trying to write and working on a book. But I've realized that I don't remember anything. I'm like, what have you done to your brain? And you know what I've done? I've spent too much time looking at my phone and it erases your memory, you know, using Google Maps instead of remembering what street Mm -hmm. you're going on or Mm -hmm. like even telephone numbers. You know, we used to remember all those and I don't want to be like, oh, like it was so much better before. No, whatever. I love being able to like do everything from my phone. Sure. But even like I'm addicted, I'm really addicted to podcasts. Actually, that's probably what I would do if I'm feeling really anxious. I well, would check out, that. yeah, check out how long, check out how long gone. We have a pretty big yeah, following. So I did look it up. I did look it up when you guys asked me. <laughs> I said, maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe you've got a list and you listen. Most, <laughs> m- most people don't listen before they come on. So I appreciate that you at least Googled it once. In my defense, I have not had a minute to myself. I still don't have a wedding dress and I'm getting married in three weeks. What do you mean? So Wait, hold on. You haven't been to the, you haven't been to the atelier to be fitted yet. The only atelier that I wanted quoted me sixty grand, and I was like, "Okay, so we're Camille, not." You need to, Camille, you need to get your little money up then. So you don't have sixty bands for a dress. I don't. I I don't. I don't. I wish I did. Have you <laughs> Have I you seen what do they have on Depop right now? Is there something we can pull? Good plan. Exactly. And the other the other thing I found, which was amazing, I'm not even going to tell you what it was in case in case it reappears. Uh-huh. But it was it was a vintage piece. And then suddenly, like suddenly, it's disappeared. Like the, no one's answering anymore, and like the um, the shopping pages disappeared as well. And I was like, was I about to get really scammed? I but or I, th- I, feel like, it- I feel like you're going for. I mean, you're first of all, I'm sure going to have multiple looks on the night. But I imagine I, I see you in like a you know Jane Birkin kind of see through you know. So, but I guess it's I guess it's winter though, so maybe that's a problem. But that's what I would imagine. Ooh, I love the way I love that we're doing guessing now. When is this out so that I know whether you're gonna next week next yeah. week so you will it will be you'll have two more weeks to wait <laughs> you'll be gripping your seat being like what is she wearing it's a real <laughs> real housewives style cliffhanger you'll have to tune in exactly. to know that's what i told jason i was like we have to get we need to get we need to break the news Scoot. yeah we need to break the news of what yeah. she's wearing to her wedding well, you but can you- tell everybody that i don't know what i'm wearing to my wedding <laughs> and that's the that's the truth i know how does okay does your does your fiance already have his tuxedo picked up oh he's all set okay he's he's all all set. Set. we knew he had, that was the answer yeah. we knew that was but it's answer. so much easier for guys it's just like what am i going to wear black tuxedo black tie no he he actually he actually went to one of the one of the old school um, tailors on Saville Row okay, okay. and I think it's the guy it, he said he had the best day of his life like they served him whiskey they like mm-hmm. like you know the men like they flirt they kind of flirt with you like I don't really know what like the vibe is but you know it's English it's so. very it's no it's it's very nice getting clothing custom made exactly and then he he was like on the, on the book you know everybody that goes in there has to sign they keep a record and he was like but like just above my name was Mick Jagger and Prince Charles I was like okay Ooh. like fancy pants like meanwhile I have nothing to wear <laughs> <laughs> you deserve this. He's had to hear so much about clothes from you and your relationship that he. This is his victory. He finally. Gets, this is his yeah, moment. He gets one. This is it's his, his day. day. This is his <laughs> day. But you, where's where are you guys doing it? Are you doing it in France? Or are you doing it in England? In Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been. It's been. Okay, a, so you a have a location. Ride. Okay, that's good. Yes, <laughs> there's progress. We have we have a venue since a week. Oh, and I'm not exaggerating. Our, this is what trying to plan a wedding in COVID is. Our wedding venue pulled out the beginning of last month or this oh. month. What is it? November. Co- COVID's 
over though what are they talking about <laughs> yeah but they don't like they don't get the licenses they just don't have like the they're just not allowed to do what they were used to do and it and it is a headache it has to be only a, a certain amount of people and, yeah it's yeah. really complicated and i you know we went into this because i was like I just want to have a carefree wedding. I'm sick of waiting. It's been two years. I just want to do it. Like, mm-hmm. let's be crazy. Let's do a winter wedding and organize it in two months. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, you've secured Vogue at least. I mean, I know there's going to be, we have to we have, that was also like subject of a big, um, that was one of our only arguments. Actually, we don't really argue with my boyfriend, but we did argue about that. He was like, there is no way, there is no way that someone is like coming and like doing an article about our wedding. Mm-hmm. And I was like, excuse me, what have I been working on? Like, what was the point of me doing this job for 10 years if I can't have my wedding in, in Vogue? Doesn't he know how this wedding is getting paid for? Well, that's what I've tried to explain to him. But- <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm even, I can understand his point of view, though. Like, this is our special intimate day. I don't want I disagree. the media there. No, I disagree. The media has to be there. It didn't happen. <laughs> and also, the thing is, I'm, I mean... I- I have to say, I've been working in fashion for 10 years, almost 10 years. And I also, I'm not an it girl, you know, like the only reason I'm in fashion is because I work in fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, I, no one would care about what I did if I wasn't, you know, a part of the industry. And I think for me, it does feel like a massive accolade to like have someone as prestigious as Vogue say, we would love to cover your wedding. It's of course. Like come true. And I'm like, don't ruin that for me. I'm like thrilled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's important. I think you should have that memento. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm an ex lawyer, so I obviously, won't. yeah, <laughs> so we are. he's like, not to worry. The convincing has already. Commenced. Yeah. Well, it's like, you're like, bro, you spent $5,000 on this suit. You better, you know, exactly. you, you want people exactly. to see it right. But beyond our parents, <laughs> how many, so what's the guest list? How many people are we looking at? It's not huge. It was supposed to be tiny, but um, when we changed the venue, we got a bigger space. So I was like, you know what? Like, let's assign. Let's just have more people. Cause it was tricky anyway like having such a small wedding it's about 120 is Dua Lipa playing or who did you who did you get for the after party I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say but hopefully it's gonna be good Mm. wow this is Jason I I hope you're taking notes chief I'm impressed I'm impressed okay this is good okay what about the food story what what are we doing what are we serving here so my my fiance is currently on his way back from uh, Paris he went for the day to try the food at the new venue and I refused to go with him because I need to rest Mm -hmm. and get my beauty sleep you had to get up at five this morning. I was like, I'm just going to have to trust. Well, sweetie, let's be honest. No one's eating three weeks before the wedding. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> My God, I'm the opposite. When I'm stressed, I eat loads. Same. Do you trust your fiance's palate, though? Yes. he's. It's the only thing that I'd say he's more difficult than me. I just, I love everything. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, I would just be like, you know, he's Swiss. Like, they're just fussy. So I'm. Um, I love a fussy Swiss man. <laughs> <laughs> same. Same. I love mine, too. <laughs> Well, it sounds like, look, it sounds like it's all coming together. I mean, I, I was worried. Yeah, it I was, will be fine. I was worried at first because, you know, it sounded like you were really frazzled, but I no, think it's. You know what? Like, to be honest, we're really lucky to be able to do anything. I really feel that after the pandemic, like the, the only reason we wanted to do it now is because I've grown up between England and France and I've spent 10 years, you know, between London and Paris. And most of my friends from one city or the other have never met. And I, mm. and then we had this pandemic. So I met Foswell just before the pandemic. So I also like most of my friends have never really spent that much time with us together as a couple. Basically, I could have made him up. It's like, who is this person? <laughs> <laughs> he is on your Instagram. Like a so you have to friend. prove that he exists exactly. to a lot so of people in your this life. Is just, this is just like me proving to everyone <laughs> that like he that. is a real person. No, 
It's because I just wanted to get like English and French, all my friends in the same room with obviously my family as well. And just, you know, like, I think it's just a really nice way to start, you know, your married life is having everybody like there on the day and like mm-hmm. almost like committed to, to your relationship in a way. I think, mm-hmm. I think we all know that relationships are really hard and marriage is even harder. And when shit hits the fan, if your friends have been there for you, like on the big day, I do think that they will be more inclined to help you work through things when they do get tough. I agree with you. I agree. I agree. And if they go to a wedding and they meet your husband and they're like, you know what? I really love him. I'm, I'm going to fight for you guys. I'm going to make yeah. work harder to make sure you guys stick together. Despite the French and the and the English probably not getting along, they can come <laughs> together. Oh, but you bring people together. That's what you do. And I think you need to give yourself more credit. We've we've chosen to fill the void in our life with clothing and drugs, and other people <laughs> feel the need to fill that void with having a little piece of shit kid running around their house, <laughs> are you, destroying are you, their couch. Are you people just massive drug addicts? And I I was not made aware of this. He used to be, and I currently am. I'm five years sober as of like. In a couple weeks, actually, after Thanksgiving, I'll good for you. That's amazing. Celebrating what's the what's the restaurant they just brought back? Lanigans in London. Land get Lan, is that what it's called? Lanigans. I've never heard of that. L A N. You know what I'm talking about. It just yeah. came back. Anyway, we're having we're celebrating there. Langans Brasserie. Yeah, exactly. It's like a it's like a Balthazar feeling, you know. But it's it's old school. I think it's I think they just they like reopened either post COVID or maybe like they were closed for a long time. I don't remember. Sounds like a timeless dining establishment. You know, Kimi, there's nothing to. I hope your wedding, much like my dining to celebrate sobriety, includes a seafood tower, and that's what we'll leave you with today. <laughs> that's what I wanted originally, but it was too complicated to organize. Not cheap. Uh, we appreciate you joining us today on How Long Gone. You guys are so much fun. I hope we can hang out if I come to where is it? California. 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 <laughs> We're in New York. Oh, are you in New York? Well, I yeah, I live in both, so I'm in New York right now. But yeah, so anytime you let us know, I will do. And congratulations, honestly, on all your success, but also on your impending nuptials. Oh, thank you so much, guys. We're happy for you. We love love at How Long Gone. Oh, me too. I love love. Oh. And uh, <laughs> and also, I'm gonna go watch watch that film. Shall we dance? Yes. Shall we dance? Perfect. 2004's Shall We Dance. Shall we dance? All right. Thank you, Camille. Have a good day. Thank you, Camille. Have a good one. Bye-bye.